Hey ballers, welcome to If These Balls Could Talk with a trio up to lots of hijinks like Harry, Hermione, and Ron. It's up to you to figure out who's who. Anyway, this is Mark along with John and Pete. And as a kind reminder, if you like what you hear, please hit that subscribe button. Or as Pete likes to say, tickle the bell. Tonight we welcome to the podcast Pete Valdeone. Good evening, evil Pete. Mm-hmm. I can't stop laughing when you say tickle that bell. I can't. Tickle it's that funny. bell. It I gotta do. I gotta do the uh, little. <laughs> you gotta motion do the too. little finger motion. I know. I, it's I gross. Gotta... I want an adult. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how's everyone been? John, let's start with you. Can I be Hermione? <laughs> That's weird. I shouldn't say that. Hermione. <laughs> Why would you? Okay. Who's Ron? Who's Ron? Well, Pete's Ron. He's Pete's got the hair. Pete's obviously Ron. I guess that makes me Harry. Then huh? do yeah, I mean, yeah. He's got. He's you know. You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> You're a wizard. True. It's been a weird day, guys. It's been a weird day. John, how you um, been? I had a good a weekend. Uh, Pete and I spent an ungodly amount of money on our friend Colin's bachelor party. He's in Vegas Ooh. right now getting married. Congratulations, Colin. Yay. Um, yes. um, but we had fun. We, uh, we shot guns and we ate steaks and we smoked cigars like real men. Yeah, I love how the night gradually went from like, we're literally shooting guns and going to dive bars and gradually worked our way up the rungs of society to like at the end blowing hundreds of dollars in dinner and then being in like this fancy cigar lounge so being much. like yes yes i'm, so I'm glad the much, war has gone well now see so much money <laughs> it was good though we should take you mark <laughs> I, you can I, take us you got I'm all, confused. The, all the jobs I, well I'm, I'm confused though so you went for the bachelor party and then left before the wedding no, no, we weren't Vegas. in Vegas for that. This, this was all in good old oh, Saratoga. This was, oh. Yes, this was on Saturday. Gotcha. And he left today, yesterday. He left yesterday. Yeah. I see now. Well, yeah, I was confused because at one time you did mention that the bachelor party was going to be in Vegas, so I think that's well, yes, why. Yes, one time I, I did mention we were going, but then I was poor and I didn't because I couldn't afford uh, yeah. it. How are you, Mark? You know, I'm... Uh, <laughs> Always busy, don't sleep anymore. I got uh, in the mm. real estate gig. I got this one deal that I'm trying to close, and it's uh, it's just it's just crunch time, and so just trying to get through. It's just a lot of times in the real estate world, all you got to do is just you're jumping over hurdles. You got to yeah. get over this hurdle. You got to clear that hurdle. Some hurdles a little higher than others, but you know, is it a good um, hurdle? It's it's well, it's the final hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> exactly and then uh this weekend uh my brokers is putting on a think a, a masquerade ball Ooh. that uh benefits operation stand down rhode island it's a uh it's uh, uh an organization that helps veterans mm, um nice. so it's it's a good cause and uh should be a lot of fun it's a black tie event wow. i haven't okay. i know got to get to play all dressy dress and get be all grown up dressy dress you know where yeah. you're you're gonna look badass again Oh, obviously. Peters, Mark cleans up nice. I does. He does. Pete, how are, how are we doing? And why don't you give us an update on... Baby watch. <laughs> oh, you t it was good timing that time. Sometimes wow. you're slack a little bit. It's like perfect. Yeah, it's good. Uh, uh, so we are in the home home stretch now. Basically... Home home stretch. Any, any episode... From now until <laughs> could babies anytime, could be right? the last episode that <laughs> I'm on until I'm on hiatus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're... Uh, yeah, we're it's it's definitely close. What, what is she now? Like going on thirty nine weeks, so it's like right at the end. But everything is good still so far. So I did appreciate the uh, the Halloween costume as the as the Kool Aid Man. 
Yeah, she was. Rock and roll. Oh, she won, yeah. she yeah. won Halloween. Steph put on a shirt where basically the it was a red shirt with a Kool-Aid man face right on her belly. And then a brick wall busted on either side of it. Of her and, sweater. And a speech she had a sweater. Yeah. Yep. And, and a sweater and a speech bubble, the speech bubble on the wall. It said, oh, yeah. Coming from. The oh, Kool-Aid yeah. Man. I explained the Kool-Aid man to, to, to Jamie because obviously she didn't know who he was. But well, she, she was like, oh, that's funny. That. I'm like, oh, yeah. i was i was like that uh that family guy episode where someone like goes through the kool-aid man's wall and he's like oh i see how that can be annoying (laughs) (laughs) yes also work has been crazy uh it's it's crunch time for me too um just trying to get as much done as i can before i'm not there for a couple weeks straight out i mean it's important it's important to get all your projects in order anytime you leave for a long time oh definitely all right let's get to know our guests a little better shall we Now, as it's been a minute since we've hung out, Mr. Pete, we wanted to take a moment to congratulate you on your recent promotion. Now, you work in a little-known field of car auctions. Now, please tell us a little bit more about what your company does and why you enjoy working in the field. Well, uh, thanks for having me. So, I work for a company called Cox Automotive, and they are the largest auto remarketing company in the world. Uh, there's approximately 40,000 employees, uh, within the company. Wow. And wow. yeah, yeah, it's, it's quite a bit, uh, spans all across the world, Europe, Australia. We, we, we specialize in reconditioning the vehicles and offering them for sale to, uh, dealers only. So, uh, you do have to have a dealer's license in order to participate. Uh, there are no open sales to the public, but it's almost like a like a super large eBay almost for for dealers. The division that I'm specifically involved in is a, a mobile based division uh, where people are buying and selling cars on a mobile app. On and, a mobile uh, app. Yep, that's cool. Yep. It's very futuristic. So, There's an app it is, for it. it <laughs> yep. Yeah, you know, it's it's taking place of all the 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 old tire kickers that would go out to the auction. And you know, kind of literally tire you know, kicker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't know about this one. It's it's gotten hard since COVID, so you know yeah. uh, the technology yeah. has had to kind of pick up and uh, kind of make up for that. You know, uh, a lot of car dealers nowadays yeah. are wearing multiple hats, so uh, they don't get the opportunity to go out on sale day and check out vehicles. Uh, they have to log on to the computer, or look mm. at their their phone, and uh, check out vehicles. So we really kind of go through everything soup to nuts. To wow. uh, make sure it's a good vehicle. What's the coolest yeah. car you've seen now that you work in cars? Uh, I'll be honest with you, because I've been doing this for so many years, uh, I'm kind of desensitized to some of these vehicles. Where like before, I was like, "Oh wow, check that out! It's a McLaren." Uh, <laughs> now for me, like, "Oh, it's just <laughs> like, talk oh, about the McLaren." McLaren. You're like, that was, uh, a, "That was a really not simple another McLaren." Right. Holy yeah. shit. This, no. this is only the million dollar limited edition, not the $2 million super oh. limited edition. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like, you know, <laughs> you, you see so many of these cars and it's just like, oh, all right, well, that's cool. All right, better um, question. <laughs> not that you've seen. Best car you've driven in. Most expensive car you've driven in. There it is. Ooh, that's the one. Okay. Uh, it was definitely a G-Wagon. Um, it was probably just a couple weeks ago. It was a brand new G-Wagon. Uh, it's like probably like two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah! Um, wow! There we go. You know, there's been, there's uh, been a couple close ones. Uh, a Lamborghini Huracan. Um, oh, wow. You know that was just a couple weeks ago. Uh, I would say definitely no more than like two fifty, two sixty. Ah, that's it. Pocket that's change. It. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I make that every minute. <laughs> more, more than my house. Uh, man, 
That's, Danny Dimes cool. just made that in this episode. So a quick fucking playing, and he's making that money. A quick you know? addendum to um to the thing about you know how COVID really changed the face of the way you guys do your auctions and do deals and just do all of it. Do you find now that the world is finally returning to normal three years later that things are starting to go back to how they were or are they still going to incorporate and use this new technology and new methods, uh, you know, no, pretty that, much here awesome from here question. on? Uh, yeah. So I don't think there's ever really any going back to the way it was. I think it's just yeah. more or less going to be the new normal. Mm. Um, I, I, there are some semblance of, you know, returning to what things used to be, but it'll never go back to the way it was. Yeah. Um, and, and you can kind of see that just by following like Carvana stock price. Um, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that long ago. We thought, you know, everybody thought they were going to be bankrupt at $3 a share. Uh, and now they're somewhere in the forties or fifties. It, it was oh, down man. to $3 yeah. a share. Wow. $3 a share. Yeah. They thought it was going to drop as low as a buck. And then all of a sudden it jumped up to like 57, uh, 57. I mean, when my parents bought their, Oof. but their car before this car, they had to pay for the right to buy a car. I mean, the car market was bananas for a little oh, while. Oh, it was crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now was, my dealer, was, like my local dealer is begging me for my cars back. They want them back so yeah. bad. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's forcing people to evolve. Uh, one of the things is, is, um, you know, direct to consumer. So a lot of people are just buying their cars online. They're not even going to the stores. They're just, go on to BMW or Ford or whatever and, and just build their vehicles right there and have it shipped in eight weeks. Damn. And I like to think Tesla had a part to play in that too. Just the way that they do their more direct to consumer thing. hundred percent, hundred percent. Even dealerships that, to try to play catch up. That, yeah. And, and they're using massive rebates and, and, and huge price cuts. Uh, they certainly know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I just want the whole world to get nimble. Like, um, in, in yeah. business, we just talk about, you know, becoming more agile and the idea of like being able to do your life that way is, is appealing, right? Buy your car, yeah. pay your mortgage, sell your house. Like I remember, cause we're old, right? You guys, I remember <laughs> when, um, I talked about phones, like cell phones, like everybody would have a device that started their car and paid their bills and opened their house. And now, I mean, we do, right? Like, we have that. No, that's what and it the is, idea yeah. of that 10 years ago was really foreign. I mean, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, it was really foreign. Oh, yeah. It didn't exist 20 years ago. And I mean, even 10 years ago, it was just starting to pick up. It's been a year since uh, you got a major adulting achievement unlocked and uh, moved into your brand new house that you had built from scratch. Um, I'm... A little bit sentimental towards that too, as the uh, my dad designed and built the house that I pretty much grew up in when I was. I mean, we built it while I was like two and a half to three uh, from scratch as well, and it was just super cool uh, to to have something that you made or, or, or you had designed or you know you had a say in. So there's something to be said about that starting from scratch, having something that's entirely yours. Uh, can you tell us about the decision to buy new, as well as the things folks uh, should watch out for when doing it? Any pitfalls that you found or challenges, and what's the best part about your new house? Yeah, so it wasn't really. I mean, we kind of like joked about it, but it was never something that we ever took serious about, like actually building our own home. Uh, we accidentally kind of just sort of fell into it. And the reason for it was uh, the home that we had lived in for 11 years, which was great, um, was turning 50, you know, and things were getting older and things needed to be replaced. And with the way the market was, thanks, COVID, um, <laughs> you know, prices, I mean, you know, Mark can tell you, uh, 
Prices are just absolutely out of control. People are getting stupid money for everything. And uh, we are looking at, you know, 45, 50 year old homes that needed brand new roofs that were going for 50,000 less than what it cost us to, mm. to build our own home. So wow. another 50, 60 grand, we just built our own home. Um, what I would say, the, the cool thing about it being a build is that from beginning to end, everything that you do is, is yours, but it's a very slippery slope when you start to kind of have that kind of freedom. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I want marble this and I want quartz that. And <laughs> yeah, I want it, adds, it adds up fast. It adds up oh, fast. For sure, for sure. And all of a sudden you're looking at the base price of the home and then you're like, oh, I just added an extra 100 grand. Cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. you know, there, there, goes, there goes the kids' college program. Um, right. They weren't going to go to college was, anyway. That's fine. That's what trade school's for. State school. Um, <laughs> or, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, go be an entrepreneur. Um, they go for free in New York. Thanks, Cuomo. Oh, no, but so it was, it was really cool. It was a really great experience. Um, I would say my favorite part of the house is, I don't know, um, probably the, my office. Um, it's kind of like an office slash bonus room. I've got like my TV on the wall so I can watch the games while I'm, you know, doing some work. I can, I've got my Xbox and PlayStation. Sitting so on a sweet just, podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Would I ever do it again? Probably not. Well, let's hope that with the brand new construction and everything that you only have to do it once. So did you guys start with a model house and then you kind of customize it from there? Or do you literally start from scratch? Uh, that's what I was going to no, ask. So, so the, and that's a fantastic question. For the most I'm part. The biz. The biz. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they, they called it a spec home. But uh, the only thing that was spec about it was the the layout of the room. So I couldn't okay. couldn't say, oh, geez, I want a hot tub in this room. Uh, it was already <laughs> spec out in terms of like how many rooms. You could have. It would have cost another fifty grand. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Everyone's got a price. I'm, I'm, already, I'm already hemorrhaging. Um, but no, we 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 got to do almost everything on our own. Like um, it was originally spec'd out for I think a, a seven foot basement, so we did a nine foot basement instead. Oh, uh, but that was the cool. only thing that they allowed us to change from spec. Um, you know, we couldn't make any modifications to like the size or where the rooms were, but we did the, okay. the carpeting, okay. the floors, the cabinets, the, yeah. the, the materials themselves. Yeah. Everything. Everything was customized. The, the so higher basement cool. though is, yeah, that, that's going to pay back in spades, I bet. Like, oh, big so, time. Much more, yeah, for sure. so much more customized. Well, are you, are you guys going to ultimately finish your basement, you think? Or is it finished uh, already? Eventually, yeah, eventually. I, I wanted to wait and see how the water table uh, kind of worked out. It's a good idea, uh, yeah. Because, because it is that new construction, the ground is sto still sort of settling. Yep. yep. We right. don't have like a, a real firm idea as to like where that water table kind of sits. Um, it seems to be doing okay. My sump pump, uh, the first winter kicked on a bunch. But again, that ground is kind of agitated. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're, we're not really just there yet. But the whole summer, it, you know, never kicked on at all, which is nice. Really? Oh, yeah, that's you're, really good. As a general rule of thumb, you're supposed to wait at least a year to finish the basement. Yeah, big time. One of our neighbors that we have, uh, they're a little, a uh, little bit lower of elevation, and they had flooding several times. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Oh no. And they had to take their basement down the studs at one point. Oh Oof. shit! Yikes! And Water ruins yeah. everything. Water does ruin everything, but also it gives. We also, life. Yeah, we also kind of need it. 
Damn it, it's water, be more convenient. Stop being so complicated, water. <laughs> yeah. And now for something <laughs> completely different. Uh, like I said in the intro, I, uh, Pete and I recently attended our buddy Colin's bachelor party. So this is now the fifth bachelor party that I've planned. Um, <laughs> thought it would be fitting to talk about the first one I helped plan many moons ago. Yours. That's right. <laughs> uh, so what was your favorite part? Why did I think it was a good idea to wear fluorescent orange to paintball? <laughs> what were some memorable, memorable bachelor parties that you've attended since then? That's you, That's Pete. You. That's you, Pete. That's you. This is, this is still the interview section yeah. of the podcast. Oh, wow. I, I, I just assumed the two different Pete's did uh, paintball. Um, no, 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 we didn't do no, paintball in mine. But I only wore fluorescent orange once, and that was yours. <laughs> That's I, I a mistake you only made once. First, first and last time, John? <laughs> No, I played paintball before that. I don't know. I just picked a fucking shirt out and I was just like, ah, this will be fine. This shirt's kind of shitty. And then everybody was like, shoot the glowing orange guy. Pretty much. I I don't really remember a whole lot of that because we started drinking pretty early. But um, That is true. As one does. You probably wore the fluorescent orange because you didn't want people to see the paint on your shirt. Mm, Maybe. Uh, Uh, Anyway. There you go. But, uh, yeah, what do we do? No, we did paintball, and then we uh, I found this bar that had beer taps at the tables. I thought that was fucking cool. Oh, that sounds dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. That, it was awesome. Is, this, is that place still there? I think uh, no, so, right? literally just uh, closed. Literally did, this year. I did drive by in O'Toole's though, recently, and I was like, oh, I remember that place. I forgot where we went to dinner, but then we went to Saratoga. Saratoga was a big part, and we went to Saratoga. Uh, yeah, we went to Barn Cider over... Uh, we went to Barn Cider, right, because yeah, you guys fucking in, love uh, Barn Cider. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was that's really a, awesome. That's a, that's a Valdeon Wilson tradition. <laughs> it is. Cider. Straight up. I knew things about stuff. And maybe some, I mean, even you guys, too, some cool bachelor party things you've done, stuff you can talk about, not stuff you can't. <laughs> well, I mean, there was the epic one, the, the multi-bar... Uh, extravaganza in Buffalo that that, yeah, uh, that was yours John so, and my cousin bad. Tim uh, shout out to Tim for uh, helping put that all together with John there that you guys yeah that, that was that was a pretty magical day on a on a bus and then going nuts it was like I six remember, or I remember seven running bars. into the the random bachelorette party oh right? yeah that was amazing yes it was like bar was number amazing. four or five though and, so we we're and, all feeling and, pretty and good one of one point. of the things that they were doing a scavenger hunt and i guess one of the things is they had to kiss a bald man so yep i know a bald man <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> <laughs> who got to who got to cash in on that one i'm really yeah you're like it, it uh, wasn't ed <laughs> i will take one for the team <laughs> that was a crazy night it's really that was a good really night kind, it's that really kind night. of you mark do you remember the, Wasn't the random, I took one for the team on that one. Yeah. Do you remember the, we had a stop the party bus at a, like, I don't know, some random ass dingy liquor store because my cousin had a hunch, Bobby, that there would be this Jeremiah weed whiskey there. And sure enough, there was, it was like dusty on the shelf. And he's like, this is the greatest whiskey <laughs> ever. He's like, stop the bus. So we like waiting for him to buy this bottle of Jeremiah weed whiskey that it's like flavored whiskey and we were just drinking that all the whole way to not bar a number sponsor, one by not a sponsor. sponsor i don't even and know it they sounds exist. terrible it was pretty was good it actually good? yeah it was good but although it's one of those like did we all have that i don't remember having that but it, I, I it's, it's like a flavored scotch right so it's all it's really sweet so it's kind of it's a, more like a dessert I thought it was a bourbon drink. maybe it was a bourbon i thought it was I a scotch it sure reminds me as a bourbon we'll have to look it up all i know is that it was it was like yeah, research department bourbon candy it's, it's a bourbon and a sa- okay they have a sarsaparilla whiskey oh god yeah, there's some weird flavors but Whoa. for some reason that sticks out that and, and 
me, me saving you, him from uh, getting pretty beat terrible. It was it was okay, but then again, we had also <laughs> we were also between bar number one and two. That's right. We had already drank at Hamburg Brewery at that point. I, I, so I have a question for the three the, for the three married men on this uh, men the on three this amigos? podcast. Okay. The three Play. amigos. Um, it, now, if and when you ever decide to renew your vows, do you guys get to have like another like stag party or anything like that before Absolutely. that? Absolutely, totally. So, so. so, what would we do at, in, during at this party? Same thing as last Ooh. time. Just bachelor parties yeah. are very personal. Paint, paintball again, Pete. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No orange so, this this time, past yeah. weekend, um, we years. went to a actual gun range. Uh, it's the first time I ever shot a weapon. And Ooh, what kind of gun was it? Do you remember? But surprisingly fun. I shot a nine millimeter AR-15. Pete, like a man, shot a twelve gauge shotgun <laughs> right off the Whoa, bat. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. Launched like a shot man fif- does. Fifteen slugs on that sucker. Um, but like very fun. safe, very professionally run, like a really solid. It was a really good range. So. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. really so. solid upscale place. I felt like super, super, super comfortable. I was like, this man knows everything. That was way more control than the time that I had shot guns into a mountain in Alaska in the middle of nowhere. You think? Slightly. Although we did have an, an ex-military dude there that was coaching us then. So that was a big help. The, the, but the, the guy who you went to see who was marrying a friend. Yes. That guy. It's pretty awesome. Nice. Amy. That was Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, the 12 gauge to me was not that big a deal because shooting the shotgun in Alaska, it was loaded with bear slugs. And not just for fun. It was because you literally have to have a shotgun on you at all times with bear slugs because bears. Because bears. Because really, bears. Like, yeah, like we were ATVing around a glacier lake and uh, he's like, oh yeah, don't forget the shotgun. He has it strapped to the back of his ATV. He's like, bears. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Where are we going? Alaska's weird, you guys. It's very weird, but amazing. <laughs> I, I highly recommend visiting someday. All right, everyone. Yes. Shall we kick off the shindig? Hell Yeah. yeah! First <laughs> that was it right that there. counts. The NFL trade deadline was this past Tuesday, and there were some big moves, including the Washington Commanders unloading Chase Young to the 49ers, Montez Sweat, or as John calls him, Sweat, Sweat Montez. Montez, to the Bears. <laughs> we also saw Joshua Dobbs moving from the Cardinals to the Vikings for some unknown reason. We might talk about this. We might talk about this more a little bit later. And uh, much to John's demise, Leonard Williams moving from the East to the West Coast after getting acquired by the Seahawks from the Giants. Sorry. And of course, and of course, we must talk over. about. Mm-hmm. And of course, we must talk about that team that Donald Trump once put in a million dollar bid on. The Bills acquired cornerback <laughs> Russell Douglas from the Packers. That's your preamble to get into the Bills. <laughs> I actually Please. I just learned that I I, I maybe yeah, I, or I, maybe I relearned that. That was the weirdest. That was the weirdest time in in Bill's history. Just a real quick aside. So the the bids were between the Pagulas, who ultimately won the team by the highest bid and and liquidated cash to do it of one point four billion, which now the team's probably worth like five. But uh, the other competitors were, as Mark said, Donald Trump. Which had he bought the team, would he have ended up being president? We don't know. And the other competitor. John Bon Jovi, who totally had to write, (laughs) who totally wrote a letter from Toronto promising that he would not immediately move the team to Toronto. And all the everyone in Buffalo said bullshit. And basically now Bon Jovi living on a prayer. Yes, he was because he lost. And Bon Jovi is now banned in all of Buffalo. He was halfway there. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, everyone, who won the NFL trade deadline? The 49ers are just the rich the team. The 49ers, that gets man. I mean, Chase Young. Chase Young's incredible. Nick hold, on, hold on for a second, though. Yeah. The 49ers just lost to the Broncos. So, that's maybe. Why they, yes, because that's why they needed Chase Young. Yeah. I mean, their offense is also. They picked up Randy, Randy Gregory from the Broncos, too. Yeah. Like, Once, their front seven is an all-star team right now. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it was already an all-star it's, team. It's ridiculous. Well, the Chase Young pickup is very, very strong. I'm yeah. surprised that Washington liquidated. I'm not surprised that the Giants liquidated, but I'm surprised that Washington did. I'm a little bit sorry. Like, like Montez Sweat and Chase Young, I mean, you got you can build a team around that. That's the two but, biggest pieces of their defense. They But are the Commanders ready. didn't. <laughs> that's, that's the yeah, thing. Yeah. They didn't build well, yeah, a team they, they failed to do enough. I think all four defensive linemen were first round draft picks and they've just it's they've haven't been able to do anything with them. So they're trying to rebuild. Right. Hmm? Leonard yeah. Williams made me sad. Leonard Williams is one of the giants that people really liked. And I think that in general, the team was a little sad. But also, um, at the end of the day, when you suck, you have to start rebuilding with something. And he was straight. He was definitely draft capital. I mean, they got a he lot was, for him. Yeah. He was probably one of the most valuable. He was probably one of the most valuable Giants assets. Yeah, probably. And uh, so um, he seemed sad, but yeah. you know, Joe Schoen doesn't give a shit about anybody. So he's just like, "Fuck off, buddy." Pete, what do you think? Evil Pete. Uh, no, I mean, I'm 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 in agreement. The rich got richer with the 49ers, right? Yeah, I mean, come on, I, the, the whole team is like you said. It, it's it's an all star team. Hmm. Uh, well, they, just they the front seven is their secondary is still a little suspect, but yeah, but still, like if it wasn't for Christian McCaffrey, I wouldn't be doing as good as I am right now. <laughs> I gotta right. love that fantasy, right? As there's the emotional investment part of it, right? That's right. Uh, some other not so well known moves: uh, Donovan Peoples Jones got traded from the Browns to the Lions. I mean, that's I just a pretty interesting that. move. Does, um, I mean, the Lions, Detroit, hunt, the Lions are also in a hunt right now. Oh, they're now. hungry. The Lions they're are very the, hungry. Yeah. The Lions, the Lions are going to win the saying, NFC North for sure. Yeah. A lot of people are thinking they're the Super Bowl favorite. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I would say Super Bowl contender. They look I gotta strong. I got to tell you, I'll always bet on the sun, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on St. Brown. Yes. Yeah, I'm on Ross St. Brown. I'm on Ross St. Brown. He's no, a St. Brown brother, and he has a better name than his brother. Are uh, all the wide receivers that... Were suspended for gambling at the start of the season. Back on the Lions, or are some still? Yes. Still well, suspended? the ones, the ones that uh, Jamison Williams is the, it was the number one, but yeah, he the the ones that were suspended for six games initially uh, got it changed to two games. So Jamison Williams is back, but he's hasn't really done much. Okay. For whatever reason, the Falcons they think they're still in it too. <laughs> that four I mean, and four. I mean, they I guess they could win the NFC South. But they they made it's not uh, the strongest division, so no. they got a shot. They made a couple uh, trades. One, they got a defensive lineman in Contavious Street from the Eagles of all teams. Interesting. And they also traded for Van Jefferson from the Rams. Ooh, I don't even have that on my sheet here. Yeah, well, you don't have my sheet. I know. <laughs> you can't touch my sheet. Oh wait, obviously the winner of this is the Kansas City Chiefs, who gave away Nicole Hardman and then got him back. Yeah, I love that. I love that. They <laughs> traded for him. Hey, you know what? We're, we're sorry we lost you. Can can, can you come back? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the weirdest NFL season. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there's and so the, much crazy shit happening. Well, there's, there's so no, many people are there's, hurt. There's really no like 
like everyone thought the 49ers were going to be the team to be the, the ultimate favorite. And now, yeah, they lost three in a row. So they're, they look vulnerable. So there's really no like team that's uh, like an upper echelon team right now, but we're at that halfway point. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'd argue the Eagles still kind of fit that bill right now. Yeah, but, defense but they is can, suspect. I know. And, the, and the, yeah, they can bleed. We've seen it. So they've, they've won a lot of close ones, right? I don't see Patriots almost um, out earlier. In what's this actually really interesting, um, I think, is that now that Joe Burrow has played his preseason, the first four games of the season, um, the <laughs> Bengals are real again because Joe Burrow yeah, is healthy. Just Joe Burrow has now played his preseason uh-huh. and they look sharp. Yep, just in time um, to play the Bills. Uh, why are they such slow starters, though? The the, the Bengals. They are slow they starters are. and they are consistently slow starters. Why do you? Who why knows? does it matter how you start when it when it matters how you finish? That's right. That's what she said. Well, luckily the Bills have Razzle Douglas to stabilize what's been a reeling secondary for them. Um, And Uh, mainly because they're not just down one corner, starting corner in Tredavious White. Really, they're down two from where they thought they would be at this point because number one pick last year for them, Kair Elam, just has not panned out. He's not been good and he's been a healthy scratch most games and now he's on IR. So that was a disaster. Uh, so they are in bad need of a corner. Um, the other, the only other starting corner that's not injured right now is basically an undrafted or seventh round pick somewhere in there. Christian Benford, who's worked out great, but Rezul Douglas from Green Bay is a great addition that was badly needed. Uh, the second that Trey White went out uh, for the season with an Achilles he tear. Sounds like, he sounds like a Batman villain. Also, Rezul Douglas. Yes. Next topic. Because we brought it up, um, before his ACL injury this past week, Kirk Cousins completed 35 of 45 passes for 378 yards in week seven and led his Justin Jefferson-less Vikings past the now seemingly human 49ers uh, the week before. Uh, It was a good win for them and at least uh, for the moment changed the national conversation around Kirk Cousins. Uh, Probably one of the best mid-level journeyman quarterbacks. Uh, Cousins said in an interview that even when he wins, he's his own worst critic and hates to see plays not go his way. But now the conversation has changed. Um, Cousins this past week uh, had a season ending ACL injury as well as being without Justin Jefferson and Relying on Joshua Dobbs, apparently, can the Vikings bounce back even a little? And also, why was Cousins even on quarterback? Was everyone else busy? <laughs> oh, in the show. Well, I mean, he made a pretty good case for it this year with how well he's performed. I mean, he's still a halfway decent quarterback. He's an above oh, yeah, average yeah. quarterback. And he's, I mean, Jordan Addison has, uh, has, has been the number two. He stepped up for the most part. Uh, I've really liked him so far this season. He's on a couple of my fancy teams and he's scored a touchdown in I think like five straight games, which is pretty amazing. I mean, that's the reason they beat the 49ers. Uh, Mm -hmm. Addison was like beast in that game. I won. So for the, for the listeners, I won the first three games of the fantasy season. And I haven't won since. And it makes me really sad because I thought my team was this good. This is the world's tiniest violin, John. You shut your face. <laughs> shut, shut your stupid yeah. face. Yeah. And then I put my team back together through great personal injury and guys like Pete score 158 points and make me cry in my cereal. And yeah. I hate it. Pete's... Pete's <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, he's getting out the big violin for this. Oh, yeah. Pete, yeah, Pete's got the big violin. <laughs> the big violin. <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, you know what? You know what? I hate fantasy football. Straight up. Who who had uh, Kirk Cousins in our league, actually? Uh, Lisa did, but she wasn't starting him. She had, oh, uh, she had okay. Patrick Mahomes. 
Damn, that that was a stack. Like, <laughs> that's a pretty good. Yeah. That's a pretty good quarterback lineup Oof. there. So so Kirk Cousin is essentially paying, playing for next year, or he was anyway, because more than likely the Vikings were not going to resign him, especially to a giant deal that he got with the Vikings before. Mm. I mean, they want to sign Justin Jefferson, and more yeah. than likely the Vikings probably want to pair him up with the rookie quarterback, like. The, uh, some of the other like elite teams have done with yeah, really had they won too many receivers. games already to be in the Caleb Williams lottery though oh they're oh, out they, of the Caleb, they, oh yeah yeah no. they're out of the Caleb Williams lottery, he's going number one no you, matter what you could still draft a pretty good quarterback I mean it's this this uh this next year's uh or next year's draft class for quarterbacks is should be a, a pretty good one but so so we'll see but you got to keep Ju- Justin Jefferson's is by far their number one that they have to keep happy right I mean and is Kirk, Drake may even close to Caleb Williams though the Drake may being the quarterback for North Carolina potentially right potentially a lot some people are saying that he could um, I mean, so he's going to go number two or number three for sure, but he's probably yeah. the second best quarterback in the draft, right? And you never know. We'll I mean, the, even the, the big draft in 2018 uh, with Allen, uh, Mayfield, Sam Darnold. I mean, yeah, some of those didn't like Darnold, sadly, didn't pan out. I really like that guy. Uh, Mason Rudolph even went in the second. But hey, Lamar Jackson went in the final pick of round one. And look mm-hmm. at him. He's, you know, easily like one of the best QBs from that draft class. But I mean, you can find your franchise quarterback in the later rounds. One of the best too. QBs I mean, in the league, period. Brock Purdy, remember, was Mr. Irrelevant. Yep. Uh, Tom Brady I, was the, in the sixth round. Yeah. Nathan Peterman you, was man, in the fifth round. Oh, wait a second. The last three work. weeks, Brock Purdy does is doing less and less to convince me that he's just good because Christian McCaffrey's great. Maybe. That's true. I mean, the, the Niners could probably have anyone be... Uh, we I mean, said this I before. Think maybe I think we could, could quarterback, quarterback the Niners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think so. But keep in mind, Debo Samuel is out too. Debo Samuel is out That's too. True, yeah. And they haven't had their left tackle. Like, like I mean, God, my God, Trent, uh, Trent Brown? No, Trent Williams. Uh, best tackle in in all of football has been out for the past two games. So yeah, that doesn't help too. When you don't have an offensive line, it doesn't matter how good of a quarterback you are, right? We've talked about that. Yeah, That's true. That's true. So who, who, who do you all think... Um, maybe sorry p like do, do you think the vikings are going to move on from cousins now is this kind of seal that or cement that next year what do you think if if you were the vikings gm what would your plan be knowing that team that's i got pretty see good how, they're not a bad team what is it it's, so cousins uh, is he gone. got hurt, he got hurt yeah. in week two or week three jefferson and jefferson won't come back till at least six if not eight he'll probably come back well, well no. this is week nine, so this is week nine. <laughs> eight, well, eight no, weeks he from got the hurt injury. In, he got hurt in three, so four to six from that. Um, I mean, he's eligible most, to come back now, but he's still mm-hmm. out. It's most of the way I'm, through the I'm season, unfortunately. Cousins is going to play for the Jets next year. The Jets. <laughs> oh, they're going to move on see, from Aaron Rodgers already. See, Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers is going to win the Super Bowl for the Jets still. Aaron Rodgers will play next year. Aaron Rodgers yeah. will play next year. Actually, can we pivot to that? I'm I'm more interested in, in that. He put sorry. his sorry, leg together Cousins. with the the souls of deer and angels. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it was crazy. He's like he's crazy <laughs> weird do science. We, I I hate Aaron Rodgers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> do you, do we see him taking a snap in the regular season this year? Uh, and Rodgers? No. Yeah. No. He's gonna try. He's he claims he can. Mani- he's a maniac. No. no. There's, there's was, no reason. He the was, Jets are not going to be in playoff contention. There's no reason. He was reason literally for him. taking throwing taking throws this week because he's a madman. That's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> what are the it Jets is, like the is, tenth seed? 
Yeah, it is one thing to do that in shorts. I mean, they're still above the Patriots, one. but and the Giants. Mm. Womp womp. But I, I mean, Kirk Kirk Cousins <laughs> is definitely playing for uh, his next contract with another team, though. That's that's for sure. Well, he's not he's not playing because his his you know he well, doesn't have he, a knee right now. So I like Pete's Jets idea. That's that would be an interesting <laughs> bet, actually. I'll put money on it. Put put twenty bucks down on that and see what happens. Whatever the odds are. Sure. Wait, yeah. what are you what are you saying, Pete? Mark's uh, like, I love gambling. I'll gamble. Yeah, t- t- taking Pete's bet for uh, uh, you know who I think I think, it's gonna, I think it's gonna be the Raiders. Ooh, that's a well, good the Raiders one too. are gonna. Oh, the they're Raiders blowing it up this sta- year. The Raiders have started the path to greatness. They, bl- they fired what's his face. I mean, yeah. so Josh McDaniels like, is gone. I mean that that could be like a a whole discussion for tonight. Just that the I know shit you know show that happened. You know there. that's that's one of my favorite topics to talk about. Right, head coaching changes, and I I didn't bring that. Yeah, up. spoiler for maybe next. It just kind of yeah, maybe next. Yeah, week. there's there's anyway, time next. So in late breaking news, but only because most people didn't know it was actually happening, the World Series just finished with the Texas Rangers defeating the Arizona Diamondbacks four games to one, including winning the last three in Phoenix. Now, wow. there were some pretty good stories for those that do not uh, that do follow baseball, including Bruce Bochy winning a World Series title for his third different team, which has never been done. The baseball mm. godlike play of MVP Corey Seager and the emergence of El Bombi Adolis Garcia. Adolis Garcia, excuse me. Now, if this is the first time you've heard these stories, that is not surprising as the World Series averaged 9.1 million viewers, which is the lowest since 2020. In fact, Game 3 was the lowest ever recorded viewership in World Series history. <laughs> now, that's pretty rough. Now, while this might be a sign of the times as TV viewership is down in general, these ratings still dwarf Sunday Night Football and its pregame coverages, Monday Night Football, and 60 Minutes. Oh, boo. Damn. Boo. So, everyone, with the disappointing TV ratings of the World Series, what should MLB change to get more people to watch? They just need to take away the stupid the, the, the three-game play-in. That's so, so stupid. I mean, the fact of it is that nobody cares about bad teams, and bad teams made it to the World Series. And not only that, it was a bad World Series because the Diamondbacks were outmatched. Clearly outmatched. By like far, like I mean, they, they were playing a better team. And they, they ran out of gas. I think that's what it was. They just ran out of gas. I mean, they got smacked around. Four yeah, to one is they got a, smacked is, around. Four to one is not a, a even series at all. We haven't seen that since the Red Sox won the World Series. Right. Just saying. I think more than that too is that I think this entire season was just plagued by really terrible umpiring. You know, like everything. It was just one bad part of it all season. You know, and when I talk to people, people are just sick and tired of watching games and, and seeing bad call after bad call. You know, people are just walking away from it because it just. Sucks. I think people are tired of baseball. I mean, I'm not tired of baseball, hmm. but even I didn't watch a lot of baseball this season. And I didn't watch any of the World Series. Um, I, just, I didn't even know what was going on. <laughs> and a lot of people didn't. That's the problem. A lot of people yeah. didn't. That's yeah. a big problem. Yeah. Where was the marketing for it, though? I, I didn't really see exactly. Where would you market the games now? On streaming services, pop-up ads, stuff like that. I mean, you, it's got to be. Talk. Yeah, right. <laughs> we, yeah, if you watch this podcast, we've we were talking about it a little bit. But uh, keep, last keep in mind, That's though. Pete, I mean, companies are still spending money on advertising on TV. I'm gonna. I actually looked up what the top ten companies were for uh, 
on on spending advertising money on TV. So uh, you have Procter and Gamble up there, a bunch of pharmaceutical companies, of course, and Progressive Insurance is number six. <laughs> Google Google was number seven. Yeah, uh, Warner Brothers was number eight. Uh, is Geico Pepsi, in there? Geico is not in there. Not in the top really? ten anyway. Okay. Pepsi was number nine, and Amazon was number ten. You know where commercials are right now. Where are commercials? Uh, and Pete, Pete, uh, Evil Pete knows where commercials are because his girls watch YouTube too. They're on YouTube. They're on YouTube. Like the big yeah. YouTubers, right? The ones who have, you know, ten million a video. Um, Mr. Beast, right? Mr. Beast has unskippable two-minute ads. Ooh. Unskippable. Full-on commercials, full, right there. Full-on commercial, and yeah. it's almost high a show. Res, yeah. High res, 4K TV quality commercials for Mr. Beast. Damn. And you know, yeah. Procter and Gamble goes in and tells YouTube, "Hey, I want to pay this much for ad space," and mm-hmm. that's what they do. They give their highest guys the highest commercials, and it's the same. It's the same. Absolutely yeah. the same. I felt like I was watching television. I was just watching a Mr. Beast video with Jamie last night. Huh. And the long ones, like the, the long form ones, like the 15 minute ones, the 20 minute ones, you get two commercials or three commercials during the, it's like a show. So it is the same exact experience. They fooled us. TV's back. It is. Mm. Unless you pay YouTube premium, which I, that, that is right. one concession I'm willing to, to say, you know what? All right, fine. You got me. I'll pay it because Having that on in the background is like white noise while I work is glorious. Just like hey, that's I heard I can... great things about YouTube Premium and YouTube Red, YouTube Live TV. Like I think that service in general is probably one of the better ones. Um, like I said yeah. last week, the week before, we were talking about it. It's just the same amount of money for me. I don't get anything extra for, uh, right. you know, subscribing to YouTube versus just right now my basic basic cable package that I have. So oh, YouTube. Yeah, well, I'm I'm just I, even I talking about. What do, you do, do you guys have it? I have YouTube. Yeah, TV. yeah, we we have it. I'll be honest Ooh. with you. We we tried a lot of different services like the Hulu Live and okay. some of that other stuff. And I really think that YouTube TV is probably as close to regular mm-hmm. cable as you're going to get without being regular cable. And, and to your point, John, I I think you're 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 right on. Is in terms of like cost effectiveness, I think it's probably just as much as having cable. I'm I'm willing to give that money to YouTube TV, knowing that I'm not giving it the spectrum. That's um, uh, uh, fine. Other, <laughs> other Pete really likes that a lot. I, I don't even hey, care. Where did internet more. go? <laughs> yeah, I don't even care if I'm paying more. Uh, it's not listening. Pay, so. <laughs> well, they are. No, I, I have YouTube TV as well. Not a sponsor. Okay. I, I I do love the unlimited cloud DVR, and I I get HBO through uh, YouTube TV as well. The only thing I don't get is I I can't seem to watch my Red Sox on, on YouTube Netflix. TV anymore. Oh. Uh. I don't need Netflix. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, ne- he'll never do it. Uh, I will say, though, YouTube TV, uh, when I first got YouTube TV, it was $50 a month. It is not that much anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's more. And it's, uh, it's, it's starting to become just as expensive as cable. So when yeah. I first got it, it wasn't, it was cheaper than cable. And now it's becoming just as expensive when yep. you tie in internet. Next topic, yeah, yeah. So scooped by this, if these balls could talk, back in the end of the 2022-23 season when the Lions and Jared Goff beat Aaron Rodgers the final game of the season and sent him packing for New York, the Lions are kind of good. Yep, those Detroit Lions that haven't won a division title in three decades sit atop the <laughs> NFC North at 6-2 and two and have a legitimate shot at being the top seed in the NV, uh, NFC. The Lions, uh, two losses ca- came from legitimately good teams in the Ravens and the Seahawks. 
And what else compared to the other contenders for the number one seed? The Lions end their season at the number 29th overall in difficulty of schedule uh, compared to teams like Dallas with number five. Um, So what's going on in Detroit is the combination of uh, Ymir Gibbs and Amon Ross St. Brown too much to handle. And how do we think the NFC will wrap up? They finally moved on from Barry Sanders. Congratulations. (laughs) It's been, it's taken them 20 years. (laughs) I miss, I miss Barry Sanders. Yeah. Dan Campbell, man, he's he's um he wants to bite your knees off. That's what he he said. He's he's totally just turned the culture around hmm. in Detroit. They they all are buying into what he's doing. Complete opposite of what happened in Vegas, right? Yeah. Nobody yeah. bought into Josh McDaniels. And everyone's buying well, into Dan Campbell. What's crazy is how quickly they rebuilt. I mean, really effectively. It really wasn't that quick though. But effectively yeah, and efficiently, though. I mean, and they're further yeah. ahead than anybody else. It's been steady, right? Yeah, over the mm-hmm. last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And just kind of under our noses. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh. I, you remember last year at Thanksgiving, um, uh, I remember the Bills played Detroit, and they barely beat the Lions. Like, the Lions mm-hmm. played them tough. And then after that, I think the Lions won, like, five or six games in a row after just losing to Buffalo. Like, they're no joke. And wh- while I think the Lions, I mean, they are a pretty good team, are they a team that's going to probably go on to the Super Bowl? No. I wouldn't even be surprised if they lose in the very first round of the playoffs this year. Because but what, but I think why? they're a gimmicky team. You think so? And they're not, they're not an actually like, they're not actually a contender, I think. I, I mean, can see them squeaking through a playoff win. But it, it depends. It has to be one of those fluky games, right? Maybe they get a, a crazy fumble or, or weird bounce, right? Some kind of freaky Guys, I think tipped interception. Here, 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 here's why I think they're going to lose in the, in the wild card round. Um, so, th- I mean, they're not going to be the number one or the number two seed. Um, th- so they're probably going to have to face a wild card team, which is probably going to come. It's probably going to be like the Cowboys or, or, uh, or the Seahawks. And those are two pretty good teams. And you just, you already said, John, they lost the Seahawks already and they lost to the Ravens. So they've lost to some pretty good teams already. So that's why I think they're like gimmicky team. They haven't really beaten a lot of really good teams. Now, I think it's, it, it's a step to maybe eventually doing that. But this year... Just step back for a second, though. The NFC North is a garbage fire. An absolute Absolutely. garbage fire. Absolutely. And so of the garbage fire teams, they're obviously on top. But when you look at it, they're actually ranked second in the NFC overall um, because the Seahawks are five and two and the Eagles are seven and one. Yeah, I think, the Niners, the, then I think schedule, the Niners though. are eventually going to take over the number two yeah. or number one, whatever I mean, it's going to be. With the Niners, and I'm not saying the Niners are in free fall, but the Niners in free fall. They might not win the division <laughs> because the Seahawks are not they're, in free fall. They're totally, they're totally going to win the division. They're the, they're the Niners. They're, they're just hitting a little snag here. But they're, they're, they're not eventually, they'll, they'll the win like six right games. Or, but oh, that's now. The season just isn't over till, now. I mean, just wait season, my boy I, mean I know we're in halfway, but back. like if the season ended today, the Niners aren't in the playoffs. No, that's, but it's it's not ending today, though. We got a lot of I, I hate saying. that argument. If the season ended today, <laughs> please. I'm just saying. If we decided not. to cut off half of the year, if the season, well, come on, fuck that. No, but like the Lions aren't going to start. The Lions aren't going to start losing. The Cowboys aren't going to start losing. The Eagles aren't going to start losing. The Seahawks aren't going to start start losing. losing. (laughs) I don't think they are. There's going to be a playoff team, but they're going to. They're not going to look that good. They are not a. They're not a contender either. They do seem better than last year. Mm -hmm. I think they're worse than last year. You think so? I think so. I think the offense is better. 
All right. PP, what are your thoughts? I see you see smirking there with some of these comments. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I think Niners are going all the way to the Super Bowl, and the Cowboys okay. are going to lose the rest of the season. Uh, <laughs> well, everybody hates the fucking Cowboys. This is the beginning yeah. of the end of Mike McCarthy. I would be, <laughs> I would be very happy the, if that the, happened. The, 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 Niners, the Niners got a bye week this week, and I think next week they're going to be back, and they're just going to smash everybody from here on out. They'll, they'll, they'll yeah. win like five, six games in a row. Is uh? Do you know if Debo Samuel? They, is, I don't even know what the schedule is, and they're gonna probably go yeah. five six games in a row. Well, How's he matter. doing? Is 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 Debo projected to come back next week, or is he still probably, hurt? He'll probably be back next week. So I feel like he's a linchpin to that team. You, like, know you guys are talking about a team that's lost three in a row and three out of six, so? or three out of eight, uh, right? So you're eh. also talking about the Cowboys uh, of all teams doing good and being in I the mean, playoffs. Now I'm talking about the Lions who have won four in a row. Yeah, <laughs> and who, who have they beaten, John? Reasonable teams, not reasonable teams. teams. Oh, okay. I mean, but they don't. Yeah, they've the beaten everyone okay. in their division listen, that you already listen, said is a garbage division. Listen, they only have to <laughs> beat listening. them. Please tell me. And their team, their division is terrible, and they're going to win a million games. They're going to probably end with four losses. They're going to make the playoffs, and it, are if it 20... falls this way, they might win the first. I mean, they're not. Nobody's beating mm. the Eagles. I'm not saying anybody's beating the Eagles. Nobody's. The Eagles are the Eagles. beatable. The Niners I can beat them. Beatable. So, okay, is are the Detroit Lions in 2023 the same thing as the Vikings in 2022, where they were like 11 and one, but their point differential was like plus eight when all the other teams that had one or two losses no, were like plus no, 150. No, no. Because the Lions actually have a defense. The Vikings didn't have a okay. defense last year. That's true. They still but beat Buffalo. There's there's still a young team. I'm just. I saying just don't think too, they're there, they're there yet. The th- they're the um, third highest scoring team in the NFC, too. I just looked it up. That's great. I'm just saying, man. That's great. I like that they're plucky. I, I'm, I'm, I feel it. Yeah, I find myself rooting for the Lions a lot, though, when I see them. Oh, I, I root for the Lions, too. Lions are probably my favorite NFC team. I like they're the fun as hell right now. I do miss Barry Sanders. Well, yeah, I mean, oh, you have Jameer Gibbs now. You don't need to miss Barry Sanders. He's no, no, no Sanders. trust me. He's if, no Barry Sanders. If, if you slap Barry Sanders in his prime back onto the Lions right now, they'd be they would be the Super Bowl favorite. <laughs> he was so good. If anybody has forgotten how amazing Barry Sanders was, just watch a highlight film. It'll blow your mind. All right. All right. Who's got the next topic? Pete does for, for that, I am for that lip for that. Rook Duke juking my way into this next topic, Barry Sanders style. We're going to talk about NBA now. Uh, James Harden's nickname is The Beard because of his, yep, you guessed it, his long flowing beard. But recently he's been more <laughs> no, known for, for his toddler-like temper tantrums about being on the 76ers of Philadelphia and tied to their executive Daryl Morey. Now, Harden thinks he deserves a Supermax contract after seeing Anthony Davis, Jalen Brown, and Giannis Antetokounmpo get recently signed for almost $60 million per year, and Maury didn't want to offer him that, uh, that much because his skills are a little bit on the decline. Now, the former team of Dr. J ultimately was able to pull off a trade with the Clippers that involved seven total players and five draft picks. Now, this move creates about 50 to $60 million in cap space for the the team from Philadelphia next year and gives LA's other basketball team an aging big three that includes Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and now Harden. So everyone who will benefit more from the James Harden trade, the 76ers or Clippers and have the Supermax contracts uh, in the NBA gotten a little bit out of control. Yeah. You said how many millions in cap space got freed up? 50 to 60, what which is the? enough, which, which is enough to sign someone to a max deal. I think James Harden is old. I think he is. 
He is old. Not he's still younger 60, than we are, but he's old. He's not a $60 million <laughs> player anymore. He's he's not Anthony Davis. He he's thinks not, he is. He's not, he's not Giannis. Giannis was the guy that I wanted for the Knicks. I mean, like, I just don't think James Harden was the guy. So and, these, these are the top 10 guys uh, in terms of overall contract value right now. So uh, the aforementioned Jalen Brown, who's on the Celtics. He recently he did recently got that extension, and it's an average of fifty seven million dollars per year. Uh, Jokic is number two. Bradley Beal of the now Phoenix Jesus, Suns. He's not Jokic. No. Jokic. Giannis is number four. Carl Anthony Towns on the Timberwolves. Uh, Devin Booker also on the Suns. Steph Curry, Trey Young on the Hawks. Zach Levine of all people on the Bulls. That's a, that was an interesting one. Luka Doncic and Joel Embiid. Yeah, like so many better players at the top. Oh, so many better players than James Harden, right? So many better players. So many, and and the NBA is weird. Um, so many more impactful players like mm-hmm. like Jokic and Giannis and Curry. Even I mean, guys that make a difference when they step onto the floor. And I mean, the Sixers were good last year, but they were good mm-hmm. last year not only because of Harden. They were good last year because of Embiid and Embiid. because of. Embiid was healthy for most of yeah, the year. Yeah. Harden barely showed up. In fact, they, they got eliminated by the, the Celtics um, in the playoffs. And, and Harden probably only showed up for maybe two of the seven or six games. I think it was yeah. a six-game series. So I don't get it at all. Um, I mean, the Clippers don't make a lot of really great decisions. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were looking no, for somebody on the market. It's like it's they have like an aging big three. It's like when you're They're in the store the and you 30s. know you need jeans, but all the good jeans are sold out. So you go to Macy's. Like, do they like, really? These, have? Are je- these are jeans. I know they'll have jeans. These what? jeans are always on my was, mind. Sorry, you gotta stop. <laughs> how do you go? To, how do you go to heart from this? How did we go uh, from the NBA to heart? I don't know. <laughs> Makes sense. It makes sense in my head. I was looking at his like just points per game. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, like what, what's what's the best metric in basketball to measure? Like just when a player is in their prime and if they're declining. Like to well, me, I would guess points per game versus not minutes played. Points. I mean, I mean, for big guys, it's impact. I mean, it's I mean, like it's, how many yeah. blocks they get, how many rebounds they get, how many points they get while they're getting blocks and rebounds. I mean, I mean like, it, there's no one stat. I mean, there's an offensive offensive efficiency okay. kind of thing, which is, you know, how many points you score over over 100 uh, possessions. And then they also have yeah. I mean, they just like in hockey, they have a plus minus. I mean, you can definitely take a look at it. Uh, at a, how good of a player. I mean, I think of it this way, right? James Harden has been in the league for a while and the Sixers haven't won a championship in a long time. A long since time. Dr. J. Since Dr. Yeah. J. And so, I mean, mm. Harden's not making a difference. Like, Guys like Steph Curry, no. Steph Curry comes. Harden disappears in the playoffs. Yeah, the Warriors are great, and it's because Steph Curry makes that team really function. Yeah, and I mean, he seems like the type of player that he could have a prolonged career because the way he plays is such just so much mm-hmm. more finesse and about just accuracy versus you know having to out athlete everybody on the well, court. Well, in that kind of career, uh, like, just, uh, what type of player is a, Harden? He's a banger. Uh, I don't, I don't right? know him that well. And so that. Rough and tumble, oh, yeah, that, that down like, low career in the NBA doesn't last a long time. Either. Well, he's a he's a big point he's guard. That's what, he the, is. That's what he's yeah. become lately. Yeah, so he's played since the '09 season. I just don't see that happening anymore. Like it looks like his prime ended about three, four years ago. Yeah. So I want to I want to show uh, throw you guys some numbers now. The NBA salary cap is kind of on a sliding scale. They have some funky rules with regards to salary cap. Like you can tend to have a higher salary cap if you acquire people via trade. 
So it can be anywhere between 136 million and 182.8 million. Now that compared to the NFL salary cap is a lot less. It's at 224.8 million is this year's NFL salary cap. Sounds like a lot, right? But if you mm-hmm. take a look at that per active player, because you have 53 active players on an NFL roster and only 12 on the NBA roster. So on an NFL team, it's $4 million per active player, give or take. Meanwhile, in the NBA, taking a, um, like a, uh, it could be anywhere between 11 to $15 million per active player. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a big difference. Yeah, it's a much smaller roster. Which is why you don't see NFL quarterbacks pool. making $60 million, but, a, a, but apparently an NBA player can make $60 million. Yeah, I can see that. I also did more math. Damn. So <laughs> operating budget <laughs> based off of the, the, the salary caps, uh, the salary cap total altogether amounts to $7.2 billion for 32 NFL teams. And then the NBA, now because of the sliding scale, you can't really go off one or the other. So it's the median value. Mm. Uh, and it's okay. 4.7 billion. A lot different. That's two and a half, two and a half billion. I mean, uh, how many uh, NBA teams? There are 30, Sorry, there are 30 N- uh, NBA teams. 30, okay. So, I mean, it's, yeah. But like you said, I mean, it's fewer players rostered, yeah. so the cap doesn't need to be $60 million dollars, though for an NBA, NBA player. NFL rosters are $60 ridiculous. $60 million. Dollars. I mean, I mean yeah, you see that, what that's a lot. And, you know, you see what um, Premier League pays, though. Premier League pays even more. The highest played professional athletes play for the Premier League. That's very true. And I mean, they have they have huge rosters. Yeah. But that's very true. That's impact. Like Messi gets on the field, on the pitch, and the teams win because Messi's better at soccer than they are. And you could say the same, same thing about NBA players, though. Yeah, they, but the good just, ones. I mean, like, yeah. not James Harden. The, James no, Harden not a lot. Not doing... a lot. No, 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 you're right. Not, not a lot <laughs> to, of soccer players are making James messy Harden. money, but a lot of NBA players are making, right. like, Steph Curry money. Yeah. Unless he's not coming back next year, right? Yeah. Who is Messi? Oh, well, Messi. Well, he's on... He, he's yeah, in the he's US on now, MLS. Right? Yeah, my, my understanding yeah, so he, is he got, as soon as his contract was up, was that only for one year, or was that... No, it was, it was like three years, I think. Oh, okay. my, and my, didn't Miami win? So is he going to be like, like Messi showed up and Miami no. win? Well, yeah, like, but they didn't win like the league. They won a yeah. lot of games with him. So that would make him like, if you watched Ted Lasso, sorry, Steph, um, that would be like the Zava of uh, the MLS. Zava likes next topic. And so now for something completely different. Um, we reached the time that finally that Disney is releasing its forever postponed MCU movie, The Marvels. Uh, the Marvels will be a functional sequel to Captain Marvel and follow her and two other light-powered heroes as they get entangled by the big bad, Kree, an enemy of Captain Marvel, Darben, who, by the way, is the real-life fiancé of Loki, uh, Tom Hiddleston. Um, I am very excited to see Ooh. the next chapter of Phase 5 as well. Anything else that includes Amon Vellani's Kamala Khan. Are we excited for another female-led movie? What do we think is the big uh, um, bad in face? Uh, I don't know what I wrote there. Um, are we excited for another MCU movie? <laughs> I'm very it says, excited. It says big E, and Good I don't know what that means. So I'm just going to leave it. We, I, we I am very excited about the so Marvels, regardless of whether it's whether or not it's a female-led movie. I'm just the whole story of Captain Marvel. I, I love. I love <laughs> Captain Marvel. Like that was, and I think I really. It, it probably had something to do with the music too, because it was all like '90s music, and I love '90s music, so that might have something to do with it as well. Yeah. But yeah, I enjoyed it. Was, movie, it was yeah. a good, it was a good movie. So I, I am really looking forward to the Marvels. It, this is, it's, it's been a while since I've, I've looked forward to a movie 
Uh, I might actually go in the theaters. It's been a while since I've actually seen a movie. Jamie and I are for sure going. For sure going. But definitely looking forward to it. um, I mean, it's it's unfortunate that and we've talked about this because of the actor strike. You don't see the giant media frenzy Mm -hmm. that they would do before this. So you've just seen some some commercials. Uh, By the way, Disney was number four on that list of advertising, by the way, which I didn't mention. And. Oh, yeah, I believe it. So I, I, I've seen a bunch of pro, uh, trailers for for the Marvels. Um, I would have seen it, I think, regardless of whether or not they put a dollar of advertising. Well, it looks so. so good. I mean, like, here's the thing. You take that cast, right? You take Captain Marvel and Brie Larson, but you also take Amon Vellani's, um I mean, Amon Vellani's mm-hmm. the most excited thing that's happened in the MCU since uh, uh, Tom Holland. I think she's interesting and charismatic and funny. And... um. I still have to watch that. And Tuna Paris is really great. Like, really, really great. Um, if you, um, there's, a, a, there's a Netflix show you should watch, Mark. Uh, it's called we, They Clone Tyrone. And it's... Um, <laughs> it's awesome. As soon as you she's said a, Netflix. <laughs> she's a great actress. And oh. so she's going to play um, the girl from um, uh, WandaVision. So she's the girl from WandaVision who is in this show now that she has powers. And um, I don't know. I mean, it's probably partially because I have a daughter and I love strong female leads now. Um, but I think that the show itself looks incredibly exciting. And I, I just really am itching. itching Eva P., what about you with having you. being the father of two girls? What do you what do you think? Um, I think it's really exciting. Um, I've always been a huge fan of Kamala Khan. Um I think the idea of Miss Marvel is really awesome. The TV show I thought was okay. Uh, I thought they spent more time talking about her backstory or her family's backstory, not really much about character development and, uh, mm. you know, Kamala Khan herself. Uh, but I'm really excited I mean, about Mo- it. Vellani is Kamala Khan. I mean, oh, yeah, big time for sure. It, right. She, she reminds me of like Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Uh, like she's like made for this character. Um, I'm a little like thrown off by like the light powers versus like in the comics where like her limbs just kind of like stretch, you know, kind of like a stretch Armstrong type thing. But I'm really super excited <laughs> about how Marvel is going to start tying in other brands. Uh, yeah, and, and with that, the younger uh, cast I'm of characters. To, yeah, so. My big thing that I'm really super excited for, aside from seeing the Marvels, because I think it's going to be an amazing movie, is um, the rumored post-credit scene with uh, Kelsey Grammer reprising his role as Beast. As Beast. Uh, yeah. Well, what? Are you and, serious? Well, well there's well, supposed to be a revamped awesome. X-Men coming out, right? I am so so psyched for X-Men. Yeah. So I mean, they're talking that's supposed to be more like Phase Six, but with the use of Professor X in the classic. 90s X-Men theme music in uh, Multiverse of Madness. Yep. I caught it. I don't know if I mentioned this on the show before, but I did definitely tell you guys about it. And so, during Mm. She-Hulk, one of the Easter eggs was that She-Hulk was, like, kind of just scrolling her tablet, and there was a story about a clawed man getting into a bar fight. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's happening. Okay, so there are... They're planting they seeds. They said the N word. They said mutants like four times during this they did. Marvel. Yep, they did. Okay. Yeah, they're, right. they're no longer in humans, Very which is cool. great. Well, like you said, they had they had the nineties X Men theme in um, yeah. multiverse, yeah. right? 
Yeah. Yeah. That that made me I so excited. <laughs> that they're dropping Inhumans as a character class, and right, so Inhumans oh, are yeah. a type of mutation that comes from a thing called Terrigen gas, which was brought to Earth by the Kree. Yada 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 yada. Okay, so it's a, it specific a specific subset, subset of, mutants, of mutation. Okay. Um, I wouldn't be too surprised if you don't even hear about that ever again. No, they, like, well, probably they not. Can't, probably they not. can't talk it's, about it oh, anymore yeah. because now Miss Marvel has her powers from the bangle. And it right. looks like, at least from the trailer, that mm. the bangle has some sort of significance in the new movie. And so we'll probably see more of that. Sure, because it looks like whoever the, you know, this big bad in the Marvels, she has her own bangle. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. Ooh, right, so she okay. has something that's giving her power. So, uh, Jamie is like a walking Marvel I'm encyclopedia so at this point. Uh, <laughs> <She's> <laughs> Pete, are your kid. daughters into any of the Marvel movies? And if not, would this be, do you think, a good entry point since it's so f- like female superhero centric yeah. so to get them involved? My girls have always kind of been into Marvel more than Star Wars, which is fine. Um, but like, oh, okay. so for like Grace's favorite character has always been, um, Black Widow. And of course, anyone who knows Emma wouldn't be the least bit surprised that her favorite character is the Incredible Hulk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she is the Incredible um, Hulk. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they, they very much love all things Marvel. Like Emma had been waiting for like a month to watch, uh, the newest, uh, Spider-Man, uh, across the Spider-Verse with me. Mm, uh, so much so that she watched movies. it without me. No, no. Uh, huh. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, no. I, and I definitely think that this is a great entry point for anyone who hasn't already introduced their children. Um, there really are so many incredible, uh, you know, female characters, uh, whether we're talking about Shuri or, um, you know, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel. Um, Jamie's favorite is Scarlet Witch. Good so Scarlet Witch, not do. bad Scarlet Witch. Yeah, 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 for sure, yeah. for sure. Uh, there, there, there's, there's so many Definitely. great op- options here for you to kind of get your kids involved in, which I, I would think highly recommend. That really, what what Disney's really cool. killing right now is they're killing diversity. They're doing such a good job, and so well, it, just like by killing, you mean they're they're celebrating uh, yes. and not yeah, they're, they're doing a really good <laughs> job with having women be in the front, having minorities be in the front, having disabilities be in the front. Um, for a while there, um, they uh. The year they put out Eternals, which was fine, not great, but fine. But <laughs> the, a lead <laughs> character in the Eternals um, was um, hearing impaired, and a lead character in the following um, uh, Hawkeye show, Hawkeye, uh, which is yep. a, a Daredevil villain, uh, Echo is also hearing impaired, hearing impaired, and um, Native American. So Native American hearing impaired yeah. main character. And the, the thing that I like about Marvel too, in terms of diversity. Uh, where I think they're uh, a step ahead of everybody else is they're not forcing it down your throat. It's just like, this is just the way life is. You know, they're not making a point to be like, yeah. hey, check out how inclusive we are. It's just <laughs> like, right. you know what I mean? Um, so th- that's, that's a great point. Marvel is just so much better. Yeah. And I, I think that stems, uh, Pete, from, and, and, and John, too, talking about this is, this is always in Marvel's shtick. I mean, look at even the X Men comic, 1963, like, the whole point of it, and even even Spider Man, I mean, like it's always been about the underdog, hundred percent, right? And and about just different kind of people that were always you know picked on or like, uh, you know, defaced for just being not like everybody else, and and it kind of celebrated that as well as brought awareness to that fact. Um, I mean, 
was that Rick that told us, uh, Stan Lee once told him that Spider-Man always had a mask because he always had anyone. the idea that it could be any, could have been anyone under that mask. And it helped the reader, no matter what, like age, skin color, sex, whatever, like they were like, they could put themselves and be like, that could be well, me. You know, they, ta- mask, they actually you know? talk yeah. about that. In Such the a most cool recent, idea. I mean, it totally mentioned in the most recent Spider-Man movie where, um, Jamie Foxx's electro, uh, electro is just like, yeah, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. I thought you'd be a black kid from Brooklyn. <laughs> Yeah. It was like kind of a call to Miles Morales, <laughs> but like kind of a call just to that, mm. like that aspect. <laughs> Topic steal. Well, you know what? Can I jump in real quick? No, nah, no. Nah, let me get a turn. I'm actually going to steal something off of John's uh, list that he sent me. Seeing that we're already talking about nerdy stuff, how about we, we go into my, my, my next favorite, or if not, my, my absolute favorite, Star Wars. So after, after closing on Ahsoka, Star Wars fans or just waiting on the next uh, live-action title, uh, with Skeleton Crew set for release in uh, January 2024, as well as Acolyte and Endor Season 2 later in the year. Uh, there's a ton of content coming up. We're aware of the Thrawn movie in the works, as well as mm. in, uh, a Mandalorian film. Uh, recently, however, there was a leak to do the new Ray-led film titled Star Wars A New Beginning. Uh, with the current state of the franchise, especially with the focus on period between 6 and 7, I don't think we need to know what happens to Ray, especially in a universe without an actual villain. What are your thoughts uh, of the continuation of Ray's story, the current state of the Star Wars universe, and is there such a thing as lightsaber fatigue? And damn you, no, there is no such thing. There's no such thing. I do. No, you can never have want, too much. I want lightsabers to, to be in real life by now. I want them to happen yes, in like NFL they are, games. By the way, there is a couple <laughs> of very excellent lightsaber brands that use um, ballistic plastics from Riot Shields to build their lightsabers, and it's awesome. And I want one, but they're awesome. like three hundred dollars. I don't uh, need anything about Ray anymore. That was wrapped up with a nice, tight little bow. And there's no villain, and I don't care about any of the characters. Now, what I do need is I need a ton, just a ton of this period between six and seven that we're in now. That is incredibly, incredibly interesting because the the rebellion isn't really formed. And and what they're talking about right now, if you're watching the shows, is that everybody thinks that everything's done and that everybody changed sides and that everybody's happy again. And that's not the way politics work. I think that this Filioni left universe is doing a really good job talking about like the perspective of the good guy like everybody who who believed in the empire and followed the empire thought they were doing so maybe not the emperor the 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 darts but like (laughs) the people thought they were doing so for a very good reason so i mean that's why the andor shows are so interesting because it's just the the socio-political stuff of the star wars universe is i'm really really liking right now i kind of think of like right post episode six taking down the empire is sort of akin to Europe post-World War One. It's just, it's a shit show. Like, okay, yeah, you, you killed the big empire. Now what? Yeah. There's no organization. Economies are in absolute collapse. Like, you know, you have so much fallout from this war. So you really could write stories I mean, about it's what almost they're ta- anything. It's what There's they're so talking about factions, right now. So many different things yeah. vying for power and, yeah. and structure. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's rife with like, storylines and characters that you can dig up and and things and stuff you can take from the books which 
were made not canon, and now they're bringing back all the stories from the books anyway. What was I mean, interesting what, is Grant, Grant Admiral Thrawn was, that? Um, and I think we talked about this, you and me, Pete, with our friend Rick, hi Rick, um, that mm. Grand Admiral Thrawn was a yeah. fictional line in the book canon um, that they made non-canon, and then they were like, wait a second, this is great. And so Filioni wrote a whole like these are actually well written. very detailed, depthful line about it. Um, and that's what they're running with. Um, and I think it's awesome. I really, really like the state of the Star Wars universe right now. See, I, I, I want to, I kind of disagree with you guys. I think there is more to, to, to tell about the Ray story. That to me, after mm. episode nine, there are a lot of storylines that were, that seem to uh, like still be able to go on, especially like the number one thing that I, I thought, like there's kind of a love triangle between Ray. Uh, Finn and Rose like you could totally build on on more storylines based off of that mm. and the fact that you guys think that there's no more enemies I mean yes there there kind of isn't but that doesn't mean they could just easily spawn some some other ones I mean hell that's that's what happens all the time is like all of a sudden you have all these new these new enemies like Ray remember she's a descendant of Palpatine right maybe all of a sudden maybe she goes to the dark side there's a lots of possibilities that you could go go with Ray. I mean, that's that would so, be super uh, dumb though, and I would dislike that. What do you mean super dumb? You're if super Ray dumb. Was just all of a sudden a Sith. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> just like with no backstory at a, all. Uh, no, there'd be some I story you would build to of. it. Oh, right. I, I, I have a confession to make. I well, no, no, Pete's talking. Oh. We'll let we'll let good Pete finish, and then evil oh. Pete can continue. <laughs> My apologies. I'll be I'll be I'll be quick, Pete. Don't worry. Good Pete, evil Pete, fight. It's all good. No, no. My my confession is that I still have yet to watch. They are not nine. worth watching, Pete. You're not missing anything. It yeah, was a bad movie. Really not that bad. <laughs> Am I not? It was bad. Care. You can watch it for the sake of watching it, but you're not no. missing much. You got better shit to do. No. Do you, Do you know how that whole thing ended to me was when somebody made a a, a re edit of episode eight and Princess Leia to um led to a Led Zeppelin song uh went light speed herself with the force and cut through all the star destroyers and like oh that's it and she blew up all the bad that's guys that's not necessarily how that happened but game over no, Still. that's how i remember it okay sorry Pete, go ahead. all right pete go i said my piece go excellent so i've got one of one of two thoughts on how they should kind of you know move forward with star wars you know one of the things is there there are a lot of Characters or references that they're making, uh, that they're uh, making connections to from the expanded universe, kind of like Grand, Grand Admiral Thrawn, that was never really talked about. It wasn't really canon, but now we're kind of making it canon. Um, you know, Ahsoka was part of like this, you know, cartoon series, but now all of a sudden she's canon and she's like sort of Anakin's apprentice that nobody ever heard of before. So I almost feel like if they're going to do that, they should almost do like, um, like a new show that kind of runs parallel. To like the Ahsoka or even like the Clone Wars, where they they talk about characters that they've only mentioned, like Quinlan Voss, which was a character that is from the books that got brought up in the the Ben Kenobi mm. uh, TV series, and uh, and tie that into Asajj, uh, Asajj Ventress, uh, who just got brought up in the Ahsoka TV show uh, when they're referencing the plan of Dapamir, the 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 sisters, you know, the witches. So I almost feel like they should almost do like a, a show that runs parallel at the same timeline as this and kind of build it's called off Rebels, that. Pete. 
Whatever. There were four. I mean, there were was, four seasons. There were four seasons of it, and it was definitely canon. But, but I'm talking about like live. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, but I mean, they already did it. Are there stories that that Rebels maybe didn't cover that you I mean, could explore with those characters thing, right? in a live um, action? Dave Filioni I mean, they, they was talk, us. I mean, they didn't right? talk about Quinlan Vos in, in in Rebels, did they? I don't. I didn't see all of Rebels, honestly. But okay. Dave Filioni right. was us, right? He yeah, was a guy who loved Star Wars, <laughs> who got into filmmaking and movie making, and he actually. Um, he wrote Ahsoka with George Lucas on the Lucas Ranch. I've said this on the show before. Dave Filioni cool. has EP credits of all of Clone Wars and all of Rebels, as well as Bad Batch. Um, and he's the guy with Don- John Favreau who is writing all the new live action stuff. And so it, it makes sense that um, all the new stuff is more of a Dave Filioni style universe. Um, essentially, Ahsoka is Rebels Season 5, um, pretty much straight up. And actually, Ahsoka did so well that I read hmm. that um, Clone Wars live action just got greenlit, and so Dave Filioni has a script that he wrote that is already that. And so... Um, oh, well, there you go. I mean, that might cover a lot of what, what Pete was do. talking about And right so there. Hayden Christensen playing Anakin because he's Hayden Christensen, and but um, Ariana sure. Greenblatt, who is kind of a famous... Um, 18, 19 year old who played Ahsoka in the, some flashback scenes in um, Ahsoka when she was young, playing Ahsoka in the Clone Wars period. Um, and I think they'll cover a lot of that stuff, but it's stuff that they have already covered. They, they've covered a lot of the relationship with the Night Sisters, a lot of the relationship with Dathomir and Darth Maul, a lot of Bo- a lot of Bo-Katan. So Bo-Katan being a big part of the new series is, um, is canon-centric. What I was talking about before is I think that it's doing a really good job covering the period between six and seven, um, because right, so that period, um, Ray is a child of um, the clone of Palpatine, and so she is twenty something in um, Episode Seven, and so figure that's like that's like a fifty year time span because her parents had her and abandoned her. And so that 50 years, I think, is probably the most interesting 50 years besides the High Republic time, which they're going to talk about in Acolyte, which is way, way before when there was a million Jedi. Mm. I think it's doing great, but I don't need any more Ray. Straight up. No, 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 no. This is the next topic. All right. So I'm going to bomb everyone out now. So uh, we're going to start this topic. By apologizing to the community north of me in Lewiston, Maine, that recently fell victim to a mass shooting. Now, the Gun Violence Archive categorizes a mass shooting as an incident with a minimum of four victims shot. And while you hope it may, uh, it won't affect your community, we've seen 587 recorded mass shootings this year in 43 states in Washington, D.C. Now, news of how this could have been prevented have, has come about recently, including... Uh, including the uh, suspected shooter failing a mental health evaluation at an army training facility, getting alleged treatment at a facility for two weeks, and having the police perform a wellness check at this alleged shooter's home. Now, no matter which side of the aisle you are, majority of the American public, and in, in, uh, in fact, most polls say about six in ten people, believe that more needs to be done to prevent mass shootings. So everyone, what can we learn from the missed warning signs of the main mass shooting suspect? And all the same shit that we should have learned from the other fucking fifty. Right. <laughs> it's it, it, it's it's yeah. the same thing over and over again. It's just a different shooter. It's the same city. thing, right? Right. Yeah. Like that. That's what I don't. That's why I don't get. Like I understand the whole. You know, you don't want to. You don't want to lose your guns. 
but something has to change, right? Right. Yeah, at the very least, even enforcing what's even on the books already, which that is so, even being done. And actually, the inside is very interesting. Um, I've never shot a weapon before, before, before this weekend. I talked about earlier in the show. Until this um, past weekend. So I shot an AR-15, a 9mm AR-15. I didn't really, besides hearing about them in shows, um, I was a little bald at how easy it was to be accurate. It's fun to shoot! And e- easy. And it's, it's fun easy and to easy to shoot. Easy. There was yeah. almost nothing to it. Should um, anyone have it outside of that controlled environment, though? No. No, never, 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 never. I mean never. that that's that's what makes it so dangerous. I, I felt the same way what the first the time need? I shot one. What is um, the need Alaska. for the general like, public wow, to have is... automatic rifles? That's what I don't no, understand. I mean, there, is, there is none. There is none. Because the, the argument is well, I mean, the bad guys have it, so I need that to present. Let's protect talk myself. about um, let's talk yeah. about the people who have some government fears. The government's going to come get you if you don't have your guns. We're colonial days, and we're going to fight people off. You're not. You're not. That but is generally wants, why the Second Amendment yeah, came about, right? Because but, they were afraid that it the has gone Bridge too Army. far. But it's also it not gone too far. Yeah, it's also not seventeen seventy six. And if a anymore. militarized government wanted to take your guns, they would just come and kill you and take your guns. Because but, I mean, and, and, and the thing is, the same people that are talking about they're coming for my guns, you know, are the same people that are sitting on the Capitol with these uh, firearms and you know, flak jackets and everything else. Like, but I'd like, you are the bad guys. What don't you understand? I'd like to not you get distracted, though, yeah. from this, which I think is maybe a separate issue from what Mark originally brought up. And the real, real actual problem is that there are a lot of ill people in the world and it is too easy to get guns. And ill people sure. should not have guns. Because, let's be honest, yeah. most sane folk aren't going to kill a bunch of people in a fit of sadness or a fit of rage or a fit of agony. Like right. most sane people aren't going to do that. And, and so the real issue in America is mental health. We have a mental health epidemic in America. There's a lot of sick people and a lot of sad people and they don't have a place to go. Yeah. And on top of that, a much more robust gun regulation and control system for people that are, have legitimate diagnoses that could be considered a threat. I mean, there or is dangerous. no I mean, way that bluest and should have happened i mean there's no way that any of them should have happened there's no way that a crazy person from a rich family should have went into an elementary school and killed a bunch of children but it happened and i mean that's so fucked up when you think about it because it was avoidable and they've all been avoidable oh now i'm fired up mark and there so so there were there are certain checks and balances within the system now i guess he did try to get a silencer and he was denied ultimately because he answered, he truthfully answered that he had some kind of uh, a mental health episode. And uh, so he, so the, 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 the owner of the gun shop said, I can't sell this to you right now. So it's nice to see that someone kind of did their job, but he already had the guns. Right. So let me ask you a question though, Mark. Why does a silencer for an assault rifle even exist for, for public, for public purchase? Why? That, right that for military operations, sure. Like so, I would. So the argument for that was you, you, you might need it for hunting, because if you wanted to oh, keep it, machine gun. Okay. But why do you need a machine gun? Why do you need a machine gun for hunting? Right? Yeah. yeah. Thirty deer. Clearly, right. wouldn't that like? Right. Yeah. If unless you love eating like, you know, bullet ridden yeah. deer. It just yeah. I see what you mean. I mean, it's, I, I the, it's out of listen, it's 
it's out of control. And, and the people that are afraid to get their guns taken away from them are, are like, I, I, I'm mentally stable. It's like, that's great. It's not for the people that are mentally stable. It's for the people right. that aren't mentally stable. Right. It's not for and the responsible. Don't you owners. feel, don't you right. feel that you should feel a little bit more proud that you own a gun because you had to go through all of these hurdles to get it. Yeah, sure. You're talking too. Uh, you mentioned it yourself, right? It was like a six out of 10, at least, uh, if not, if not more across the aisle mm -hmm. of politically for people polled, uh, all agree way more needs to be done. And I mean, sure, the degree of that may vary amongst those people, but at least to improve what we have, does that mean, you know, we're not being represented the, in the our status own quo, The status quo opinion? is just not good enough anymore. There needs to be some change yeah. and you need to acknowledge that there needs to be a change because a lot of these sure, things just seem preventable. I, oh, and they are, and they are prevented, not preventable, but prevented in every other country. In the I, world I think another thing with this whole, with what happened in Maine specifically is there seems to be a lack of accountability because you had, yeah. all right, this, the, so the army, whatever like that, they, they gave, they told him, no, like he's, he's hearing voices. All right. The army should have, maybe they, they should do something in that. They, they kind of let him go or, uh, they gave him like some kind of rating and then they, they just push him off to this mental facility, the mental facility or mental health facility had him for two weeks. Did they do anything? Who, who the hell knows? Then you had the police do a wellness check. They went to his home. Nobody was home. And then they just kind of leave and go at it. There was just a serious lack of accountability with this whole situation. It seems like everyone just like wanted That's to terrible. do the bare minimum of their job. That's what it seems like to me. I would love to have someone prove me wrong about this. I mean, I don't think you're wrong. That yeah, could, could very I well mean, be true. The problem too is that um, ment because mental health is a serious problem in this country, there are too many people who are ill and not enough workers who are trained to deal with them. Um, so most people who are responding to those calls, I mean, so Melanie, um, um, for many moons, was a, um, uh, a state-funded um, mental health worker for um, counties up here in upstate New York. And she would talk about CPS calls, like legitimate ones that she should make that wouldn't be listened to because they just weren't serious enough. And you just think about that for a second, right? They're, they're kids who have trouble at their houses that are not getting beaten badly enough or not getting abused badly enough to <sighs> actually get the care that they need. And I mean, it's the same fucking problem that there's just too many crazy people. And so it just, um, the laws have to change significantly and the view of mental health in this country needs to change significantly or we're never going to get anywhere. And I don't, I don't think you're ever going to see the laws in this country change as long as they allow politicians to take money from these organizations. I agree, by the way. You Politics know? shouldn't be as profitable as oh, this. Yeah. And we just talked about this last yep. week. Uh, that is next topic in Pete language. We got fired up by the last topic, and I'm I, we might get fired up by this one, too, because it might be the most polarizing topic I've ever introduced. Now, well, with Halloween, good. with Halloween now behind us, we've been seeing more this and more evidence that the Halloween, Halloween holiday season starts earlier and earlier each year. Now, a lot of retail stores have already started decorating and Christmas displays are up now. Gold the self is in full retail mode. 
The self-proclaimed queen of Christmas, Mariah Carey, even did an Instagram post where she gets thawed from ice <laughs> and is ready to celebrate Christmas in an effort in an, in an <laughs> oh effort God. to promote her upcoming tour. I, it's actually kind of funny. I, I definitely recommend people go see that. I so, everyone, that. when is it okay to start playing Christmas music? Black Friday. Uh, Black Friday. Black. I don't disagree. Yeah. That's about our schedule. So for a long time, we were decorating the week after Thanksgiving, which I think is a good week to decorate. So like that Black Friday period, uh, because Jamie loves Christmas and we love Christmas. We started the week before, which I think still is acceptable. Even though Stephanie yells at us for that. Mm. Um, but before <laughs> that feels like a lot, honestly, Coles was ready for Halloween or for Christmas before Halloween even happened. Yeah, which I think yeah. it's disgusting. That's well, they insane, don't they don't really man. sell Halloween stuff, right? That's right. I guess, but you're overlapping too many holidays. We're just skipping two months. Like, you just keep wanting more months of Christmas yeah. sales. Yeah, I know. I mean, We're going to start having Christmas in August soon. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I think know. that it is controllable, and I think that people really like Christmas, and I don't even think people care that much. Well, people in the retail world, they just want to get that upper hand, right? So they want to be well, earlier than their competitors. I yeah, I mean, that's what's going on, for sure. That's that's why people that's why making... now we have Black Friday starting at like what eight p.m. on Thanksgiving night. <sighs> well, it's the month of Black Fridays. People like I've aren't... already seen early Black Friday sales. People don't have any more spending power than they had before. If anything, less compared to you know five ten years ago. P, what what do you start doing for Christmas stuff? A disclaimer: This year, uh, we may need to make an exception and decorate early. Normally, you probably we won't be when something stuff and, <laughs> Right. Usually, it's like the first weekend in December, but uh, we may need to get stuff up now because there won't be any time to do it later. Um, so I apologize. I'm now uh, a part of that. Evil whole, Pete, what about you? Whole problem. Uh, right after Thanksgiving, I would say first week of yeah. December. Uh, ready to roll. Yeah. Um, good time. And then we'll probably keep it up until you know, the first weekend of January and then everything gets packed up and put away. Yeah, like clockwork. You know, myself personally, I don't have any kind of date that I have to start decorating for Christmas and I have to, I want to start listening to Christmas music. There have been years where I don't want to listen to a Christmas song until Christmas Eve. There have been years that, that have, that's happened. Um, and with regards yeah, to decorating for Christmas, I've, been I've, there's been some years I don't decorate for Christmas until the week of Christmas. Yeah, I I mean, I don't I personally it, it, I know, it depends I, on my mood, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think it I think that sort of boils it down there and explains it right there. It's a personal decision. But it's never too early for everybody's in a different situation. <laughs> so uh, so Newsweek did a poll of the top ten most played Christmas songs. Can you guys guess any of them? Can you what do you think is number one? I mean Maybe it's cold outside. Well, no, it's not even on the list. What? Because it got canceled. <laughs> I mean, that's a rape. That's a rape song. So. Uh, well, I'm bringing it back. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's that's how you seduce Megan. It's like, well, baby, yep. it's cold outside. Oh man. <laughs> and then she's like, "What's in this drink?" Is, it, is like, this Coca-Cola smell like chloroform? <laughs> oh, no. uh, oh god all right so we were talking about Mariah Carey. Where where do you think okay, so, all I want for Christmas is you falls on the top I mean, five? That's got to be number one. Really? Number three. Oh, oh where um the the famous Alvin and, and the Chipmunks one? Uh, uh, not on the list. This was according to Newsweek, which I don't agree with all of them. Like, there's uh, a Justin Bieber uh, okay. song on here. 
Like oh. I don't I don't agree with that no. at all. The list the list is uh, number is. number six is do you want to build a snowman by Kristen Bell? Which I don't That's think a, is a I don't think okay, it's a Christmas I mean, song. I don't think it's a Christmas song. All time? No. Yeah, it's it's a cold. It's a winter. Uh, there's song. a pentatonic song on here too. I love that Pentatonics Christmas album. I mean, well, for had, a while they were just making Christmas yeah, albums. But uh, actually, they were making so many Christmas albums, by the yeah. way, that their bassist, who is Jewish, quit because he's like, I, I, yeah, he's like, dude, I this can we do a Jewish song? Like, no, nobody and buys like, Jewish songs. Do we like we make so much money? Yeah, Riddle, like, Riddle, okay, that's bye. the only one I know. Anyway, um, so number one for most played Christmas song, "White Christmas" by Bing Crosby. That makes sense. Oh, okay. Number two, Silent, "Silent Night" by Bing Crosby. Number three, we already said. Well, I mean, Silent Night. Yep. Yeah, but Silent Night predates Bing Crosby by a lot. Uh, number three, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey, as we already said. Number four, mm. Gene Autry, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger. And that's all I want okay. to say off this list. Anything from um, <laughs> anything from Kelly no. Clarkson? She had a pretty no. good Christmas album. Kelly Clarkson! Okay, probably didn't TSO that TSO made it on here. TSO made it at number <laughs> seven. <laughs> I just think about that episode of The Office where Dwight's like, Yeah, I know. What? You guys don't know Christmas. This is Christmas. Which is just metal version of Carol of the Bells. And I believe this is the final topic, Mark. It's the final topic. <laughs> Clearly, after listening to our podcast, um, the Biden administration has issued a new executive order on artificial <laughs> intelligence. We're going to talk nothing about politics now on this show. Uh, this is the U.S. <laughs> government's first action of its kind. Uh, the bullet points of the deal are requiring new safety and security standards for AI including requiring companies to share safety testing with the government. As well, the law will attempt to protect a consumer privacy, support workers, and promote innovation and competition amongst a host of other things. Um, according to them, this order represents the strongest set of actions any government in the world has ever taken on AI safety, security, and trust. Uh, but I wonder if it has any teeth. It's a good voice. Thank you. <laughs> and how it will be enforced. Uh, do we think this is a good first step by the U.S. government? And do we think it will actually force any change? I think it's a good official step, but will it actually be able to force it? Probably not. Did you hear why this an yeah. executive order came about? Why don't you tell me, Mark? Well, from our podcast, <laughs> clearly. Yes, clearly. Yes, clearly. But there was another reason why it right. happened. There was a private screening of the latest Mission Impossible movie. <laughs> And because they're okay. like the big uh, villain in Mission Impossible is is AI, I guess Bi Biden got spooked and he's oh. like, I think I need to sign this as a executive order. Is that really what happened? <laughs> that, that, is a, like that, is, that is a that, truth fact. That is, sounds like fake news, Mark. Yeah, I don't think that is fake news. Was he just scared I of totally believe it. I, will I totally believe it. It's like, oh, that young man. I, mean, I will say so. I've, I've yes. heard it on multiple news outlets, so that's why I think it's it's true. I haven't heard it on TMZ, but um, we'll we'll see. Now, I have said this before, and I want to say it again. With all the with all the technology that's happening on, especially with deep fakes, there needs to be some kind of regulation or like a Surgeon General's warning about this is not a real video or something like that. Like because people are going to want to. They they they're gonna believe essentially a lot of they already believe a lot of things on the internet that's wrong. So of sure. course they're gonna believe some of these deep fakes are wrong as well. Mm -hmm. Like or I'm sorry, the, the, some yeah, of these deep fakes are, are accurate when they're really not. I mean I feel like those 
so many are going to slip through the cracks that like when you do catch somebody, it's got to be a severe penalty. It won't be because they don't they, they that, don't want to do also, that. Nobody's going to catch see, anybody because it's impossible. It's 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 not impossible, saying, but like, it's, it's going to so be hard. hard to, it's not impossible, but it's so hard to catch it. So when you finally do, it's like if it's not something that's pretty strict or severe, then everyone's just going to laugh at it and just keep doing stuff anyway because they're like, we're never going to get caught. And if we do, who cares? It's a slap mm-hmm. on the wrist. So I'd like to like, see some kind of major, especially in the acting and film industry. I like the thoughts God. that are surrounding this and, and not only about just like the safety because the safety and security obviously is important. But I think that the things that the government are going to really need to stay up on, especially as the technology advances, is worker protection. I think worker protection mm-hmm. is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that... Um, just like no antitrust, I think that all of the companies are going to need to really be able to talk to each other and kind of build together so that we can create something that can actually help the, the you know, help the country, help the race, help us advance and not just like use technology to stymie us is more and more and more. To Mark's point too, I, I forget, you had said some, some real life example a minute ago in my mind, just blank, but um, I, I was just reading something today about Nicolas Cage, apparently like filmed at most a quick thing for, um, I think it was the flash, right? Where they were like doing multiple universes. And he's like, yeah, I just, I just stood there in my, my weird Nicolas Cage Superman suit and just didn't do anything. I just acted with my eyes for like five seconds of footage. And somehow they turned that into me fighting a giant CG spider. And he's like, I had nothing. I didn't Side do anything. Those scenes, look like, <laughs> so those like, scenes though, the they look like shit. And they looked clearly fake. Yeah. That was definitely I, the he, worst he did part. And I, I enjoyed that CG. movie. Um, that was definitely the worst part of that movie, though. Right. The, the, the stuff at the end. I just love that it's like, when you have a major build actor that goes in there for something and thinks he's filming something, and then you see the movie and it's what ends up on screen is completely different than well, what that's, really was, that's one of the reasons why the but actors are on strike, but it's right? His likeness. That's one of the reasons. What, I, what, I, what yeah, I'm right. really concerned but, but it's about, his likeness being um, represented for there. that is that I've read stories now about um, the people in the extras portion of the Screen Actors Guild walking onto set and getting their bodies scanned and then having to being asked to leave. And yeah. just imagine, yeah, yeah, that's the major. Just ima- I mean, I'm, you probably which, by the way, so- sounds totally illegal. <laughs> totally illegal, right? Totally but, illegal. But I mean, well, the, ima- are there specific provisions in this legislation I'm, that cover I'm sure. that? Because it falls under worker protection. I don't, be- I don't. I don't believe. No, I don't believe that specifically. It's going to cover. I think that that's See, the kind of thing you, that you needs to be protected. Because even Absolutely. right now, yeah. I am sure that people are taking ten actors and making an army of a hundred or a thousand mm-hmm. or 10,000 books in a field. But sometimes you need to in a movie. And so how many people do you repeat to make it look believable? Yeah. Not that many, well, they honestly. Did, they did that in the Johnny Depp yeah. version of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, right? They had one person as an Oompa Loompa and they just repeated him like 10,000 times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a, I guess it's an old trick, but it's, but the problem is it's getting easier and easier mm-hmm. to do and more convenient and it looks better. I don't know why that's what it. I thought of as the example and, and top of my head, but John, you, you did pause the, like we, we got a, a delay on or 10,000. So you gotta go or uh, 10,000. Well, we're it's too late. You gotta do it right away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I try, you were speaking well and I, I honestly think you could, you could, uh, we got the whole word. It was just segmented there by it's a burr. <laughs> Everybody's sleeping now too. And I yeah. turn the game off. It's actually a good oh, game. Yeah. Twenty to sixteen Steelers right now. Will, your Will Levis is hanging in there. Yeah, he's he only down by throw, four with fifty six seconds. Touchdown. 
Oh, that that was not a touchdown <laughs> though. That, never mind. That was a bad. It's all right though because the, the league that I have a chance in, um, Derrick Henry has like twenty points. So whatever. oh, he did. He so he rushed for a touchdown today. He did. All right, are there we ready? Yep. Let's do it. It was a good show, everybody. So that has been our 10 topics. We'd like to thank our guests for joining us this week. Thank you, Evil Pete. Thanks, Pete. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Please Pete. subscribe to us on our YouTube channel and follow us on our socials at, off, at If These Balls Pod on X, Instagram, Facebook, and Threads. Our website is www.iftheseballscouldtalkpod.com. This is Mark Pesci, and for my partner, John Companion, and producer, Pete Steffen, that's what we feel they would say if these balls could talk. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Goodbye, everyone. Till next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>